Okay, we're learning Daf Chaf Dalaj, starting from the new parak on the bottom of Chaf Gimel Amid Beis. Arusa v'chamarat yamim. Arusa, remember that's a woman who is married, but she's not yet consummated her marriage to have relations with her husband. So she's judged. She's married, and uh, she gets suspected of committing the adultery. But again, she has never had to be with her husband. Or Shomeris Yavam, born and waiting for Yibam. So her husband passed away childless and she's waiting Yibam from the Yavam. So she's not fully married. In both these scenarios, it's like there is a relationship. They are married, but not fully married. So here the halacha is lo shoso. So if they're suspected um, by, by this person that they're quasi-married to and they're warned, and ours is warning Zarusa or Yavam is warning Yivama. And um, in that case, even if she secludes herself with someone, so she, lo show, so she's not she's not going to drink the water. There's no there's no din for her to drink the water. Alone, the ksuba, but she also does not take the ksuba. So in other words, we're saying that the warning and the seclusion does impact that now she is ushered to him as a sota. The Torah excludes her from drinking the water. We're going to see it's a pasuk that our Rusa don't drink the water, but it's not excluding her from the iser of sota. So since she becomes Asar and her husband as Sota, and it's her actions that trigger that, he can say to her, I should pay you exuba because this marriage is ending. You're the cause of the end of the marriage. And that's a very subtle lumdus why he's potter from the exuba. Generally, a husband accepts the responsibility. If the marriage will end, I'll pay exuba. But here, I should pay exuba for what you've done. You, you've done this to yourself. You've done this to yourself with your actions. We're saying that that Rusa Bishamar, you have a mess, they're excluded from actually drinking the water and clearing the name, or potentially blowing up. But they... They do become Asra and their husband. If they become Asra and their husband, so then they're not going to collect the Ksuba. Shinemar, where do we get this from? Asher Tista, Isha, Tachas Isha. The Lashon of the Pasuk is when a woman goes astray while she's under her husband. Tachas Isha. So that includes Yavam, who are not yet fully under the jurisdiction of her husband. So those are people who do not drink. Yeah, we're going to see. Again, that's the point. We're going to see in this more in the Gemara. But as the Mishnah said, even though they're exempted, they're only exempted from the drinking. They're not, ex- they're not exempted from the Isra Sota. Since they're not exempted from the Isra Sota, therefore, they will not receive Aksuba. Another set of complicated laws here, Amana Lekoin Galo. Let's say it's a, it's, it's a forbidden marriage to start with. It's an Amana, a widow who's married to a Galo. A divorce here, a Chalutza who's married to a regular Kohen. Or, so these are all forbidden relationships to, from, from the outset. Mamzeres, Unazina Israel, or Mamzeres, or Unazina married to regular Israel. I mean, seen them with a people, group of people who trick Yisrael in their conversion. Therefore, even after they convert, they're forbidden. Bas Yisrael, the mamzer, the nasin, a regular Bas Yisrael uh, marrying a male mamzer or male nasin. In all these cases, low shosos, they don't drink the bitter water. Interesting halacha is that you don't drink the bitter water to go back to your husband that you're also to. The whole point of clearing your name uh, is not only a, like a personal vindication, but it's, it's, it's so that then you can return to your husband. So if the marriage is forbidden to begin with, even though it's legally binding, these are only lavim, and when there's a marriage that's based upon a lav, it's still, it's still, it's still binding. But we say that, that, that there's no din for such a sota, for the wife in such a forbidden relationship, to clear her name to return to such a husband that she's forbidden for. But again, the halakha is low knows ksuba. She does not collect her ksuba. And the idea is that generally these women... Let's say, forget about a Sota scenario. Generally, Amara Lekon Gadol, something like that, Rabbanah did not penalize her and she does collect the Ksuba. But here we're saying where she violated the warning not to salute herself. So she does become Asra out Sota. And therefore, she can't be treated more leniently than any other marriage where you would lose the Ksuba if you become a Sota and therefore they don't um, receive the Ksuba. So in summary, these forbidden marriages, there's no one to drink the water, but they don't collect the Ksuba. Another set of case here, these are women who do not drink the water but also don't collect the ksuba. Maris Mani, if she admits that she was dummy, she admits that she did it, 
So she admits that she did it. She was an adulteress, so she doesn't drink. There's no purpose in her drinking. But obviously, she's not going to receive the ksuba. If there are witnesses who testify she was defiled, or even if she simply refuses to drink before the Megillah was nimche, as we learned, that then we're not going to force her to drink when she just refuses to drink. And then she's not going to collect, she's not going to drink, but not get her ksuba. However, let's say the husband says, I'm not going to make her drink. Remember, an interesting subtlety is that you need the husband's consent to give her the drink. So even if she was willing to drink and she wants to clear her name, if the husband doesn't consent to it, then she doesn't drink. Or if the husband himself had relations with her on the way to the base of Mikdash, remember that disrupts the, the process of Sota. She can't drink after her husband illegally has relations with her after she becomes a Sota. So in that case, she's not going to drink, but even more, she's going to collect the Ksuba. Why? Because over here, it's the husband's fault. It's the husband's fault. She can say, I was ready to clear my name. Everything was good. You did something um, to mess this up. She, she, be, she remains Asr, but since it's the husband who, who made her Asr, so therefore, uh, therefore we, say, we say she still receives the Ksuba. Uh, what happens? This is a fundamental question here. The husband died before she had a, drink, a chance to drink the water. So she's not going to drink now. Right? She's not going to drink now because we require the husband to, require the husband to, 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 to make her drink. But... The question is, what's with the ksuba? Beishami Omer Beishami says, no ksuba below shows us. They collect the ksuba and she doesn't drink the water. So notice Beishami says, it's a suffix now, right? If she would have drunk, maybe she would have been proven innocent or maybe she would have been proven guilty. We don't know. It's a suffix. So Beishami says that they collect the ksuba. Beishami says, we assume that the woman was innocent. No, the option is always to drink or not to take the ksuba. And since here she cannot drink because her husband is not here, he is dead, he passed away, therefore she cannot collect the ksuba. Vesil says, unless she can prove her innocence, if there's doubt, then she can't collect. So it's a very fundamental dispute because it shows what the upper hand is when someone has a shtar. Here, the woman has a shtar, the document which says she gets a ksuba, but she may have lost her rights to collect if she was, in fact, a sota, if she was an adulteress. We don't know. It's a suffix. She would have drunk, but she can't drink now that her husband's dead. Bishamah says the one holding the shtar is the upper hand. We assume she was innocent until she's proven guilty, and therefore she collects the money from the estate. Whereas Basil is saying just the opposite. You assume the one holding the money has the upper hand. And therefore, therefore we're going to say that unless she was able to actually go ahead and prove that she was innocent. We have to assume she was guilty and therefore she cannot collect the ksuba. What happens if there were other cases where marriage shouldn't have happened to begin with? Mu'beres uh, chavero, uh, uh, an ex-wife of someone else who was pregnant. So the halachas, we're not supposed to do that. Yeah, it's very important to know when a child is born who the father is. So if you marry an ex-wife of somebody else when she's pregnant, that can lead to a doubt when children are born who the father is. So the halachas, and... Um, not only that, also can, and I'm sorry, that's, that's in general. I, I, I oversimplified it. That's in general, such a halacha. You shouldn't marry quickly. But even if she's pregnant and you know that a child that would be born would come from, that, from the ex, but you still shouldn't marry her because when the second husband uh, might impregnate her as well and, and the, his fetus might kill uh, the first one. So that's interesting. We usually don't think of that today as a concern. If she's pregnant, she's not going to get pregnant. But in the Gemara's times, it was, the, it was like that as the, the Mesilias and Yavamas described. Or If the ex-wife is nursing, if the ex-wife is nursing, you're not supposed to marry her because you might impregnate her. Again, doesn't happen so much today. But it might impregnate her and then the nurse, the, the milk will run out. And if the milk runs out, then, then uh, he might not be happy paying support for his, a child that's not his to eat. So therefore, there's a sensitivity that he shouldn't marry a woman who is nursing when it's not his. 
So they shouldn't have gotten married. So according to Rameir, they don't drink the water or collect the tzuvah. Hey, it's a forbidden relationship. Like, just like we said, you don't drink the water to return to someone who's also, like if it was a widow to a Kohen Gadol. So too, Rameir says the same thing. If you marry somebody you're not supposed to marry in the sense that it was a pregnant ex-wife of someone else or a nursing ex-wife of somebody else, you have the same idea that uh, you're not going to drink the water. You could separate from her and take her back later. It's not a forbidden relationship. It's forbidden temporarily. Now he can't be with her. So therefore, she is eligible to drink the water and clear her name for the future. A third dispute here, Islandess. An Islandess is a woman who has no signs of puberty and can have bare children. As a Kano, an older woman, or general, a woman who cannot give birth, they don't collect the ksuba and they don't drink the water. So what's the shot over here? Shad is that the man is a mitzvah puravu. So if he didn't yet have children, it's not, he's not supposed to marry such a woman who can't give birth. So therefore, we view the relationship as being a forbidden relationship, and uh, there's no din to drink the water. No, it's not a forbidden relationship. The man has to have children. That doesn't mean he cannot marry a woman who can't have children. He can marry another woman. And be fruitful and multiply from her. So you can remain married to the woman who can't have children, and in addition, take a woman who could have children. So there's nothing usser about his relationship, and therefore she does drink. And the Mishnah concludes, regarding all of the women, the big rule is either they drink or they're not going to collect the ksuba. What happens to an Aisha's coin, to the wife of a coin, shows that she could also drink, she could be mother to her husband. The novelty of this is just a little bit, we'll see generally the criteria for um, Aisha's coin to remain mother to her husband is a little bit harder than Aisha's Israel. Aisha's Israel, when she's raped, she's mother to her husband. Aisha's coin, when she's raped, she's also her husband. But Asota, who cleared her name, so she wasn't raped at all, nothing. She didn't do anything. So therefore, she's mother to go back to her coin. Aisha's Saris, the wife of a sterile man, shows that she could drink the water. So, so there's nothing, no reason why, even though he's incapable of, of, um, of, of producing children, he's sterile, but the, the Sota process can still, can still apply. Um, a warning can be made to all Arias. We'll have to understand why that's a chedesh. Here, you're warning the wife, not only not to seclude herself with a random person, but don't seclude yourself with someone that anyways you can't have relations to. Forget the fact that you're married. So she says, don't seclude yourself with uh, your brother. Anyway, anyway, she can't have relations with her brother. The Mishnah is saying that's still a valid kinoi, right? That could be a valid warning. Except, except for a minor or someone that's not a man. In other words, if you warn her not to be alone with a minor, that's not considered to be a warning that will make her into a sota, or if it's someone who is not a man, and the Gemara will explain exactly what that refers to. Then there are times when the husband's not warning her, but the court will get involved. with our scenario should be in where the court will get involved and make the warning. Um, and the purpose of it is like they're acting as the husband's agent. The presu- we presume the husband would have warned his wife in such a scenario. He was incapable of doing it. And therefore, the basin does it for the husband. Let's say the husband became a deaf mute. So she's still married to him. Right? The marriage doesn't dissolve. The marriage was made before he was a deaf mute. So therefore, she's still married. But, you know, it's obvious that she's, she's going to be looking for outside the marriage once her husband is... Um, is a deaf mute. So if Basin sees something is up, they might warn her. Or if the husband came to range, maybe he's put away in jail. They didn't mean that the warning is effective to make her drink. Only the husband can make her drink. But the reason it's effective, it will create the itzer and it will disqualify her from collecting the ksuba. So obviously we're saying that the husband, that, 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 that the drinking doesn't happen. 
but, but the effect of it will mean that she will become usher to her husband and therefore she would forfeit the ksuba. But the Yosi Yomer knows even more Aflash goes, so the court's warning is effective for her drinking the water. When she hates him, when he comes out of prison, he'll then be able to give her the drink. So even though he didn't personally go ahead and warn her, but his, it was through the court that she was warned through his agent. So therefore, even though it's right now, it's impractical for him to bring her to Yerushalayim to drink, but he would be able to do that after he gets out of the jail. Okay, so I dispute. Now we go back and we analyze the Mishnah. The first thing in the Mishnah was an Arusa or Yevama doesn't drink the water but doesn't collect the Ksuba. So it sounds like Mishnah or The whole thing is that, the, and again, we had a Pasuk. Right? The, the Mishnah brought a Pasuk for that. It says, Ashertiste Tachas Isha under one's husband, under the jurisdiction of a full-fledged husband. So it sounds like that we only exclude from her drinking but the warning itself is effective and she disobeys the warning, she becomes ostr to him. And on immediately, how do we know that? How do we know? Maybe she's completely excluded. Maybe there's no din for the warning even to take effect. And if she secludes herself, she's still permitted to her husband. How do we know that it's effective that she becomes a sota and the isra is there? The Pasuk says, speak to the Yisrael, and you should say to them. So it's a little bit superfluous. Says to just say, speak to Bnei Israel. What? And you should say. So we come to include the Arusa Shemarez Yavam that they, they are subject to the din of a Sotas warning. So if they were warned, the warning is effective. Okay, so on the one end, they're excluded, they're excluded from the drinking. On the other end, they're included, they're included in the warning that the Isra would be effective. So, not everybody agrees to this point that the Mishnah said that the Yavama doesn't drink the bitter water. Umas Nisin, our Mishnah that excluded the Yavama from drinking Mani, who is our Mishnah? Rabbi Yonasun, he is Rabbi Yonasun, the Tanya says in the Brisa. The Pasik says, Tachas Isheikh. This is talking about by the curse that the coin administers. So it says that this that you would drink under your husband's jurisdiction. Prala Rusa, that excludes that Rusa, she's not fully under the jurisdiction of her husband. This teaches us that Rusa is not going to drink. Yahoo, I might think, Shani Mosi you might think that also I should include a woman waiting for Yibam from drinking if she was warned by her Yavama not to drink, not to seclude herself, rather, and she does it anyway. I would think it should also be excluded, just like in our Rusa, it's not a full fledged marriage. Tamil Lomar, Ish Ish. Tara says, any man. Pasuk says, you would think that someone that would be excluded from the Sota procedure, no, ish, ish, we're including any couple. What are we coming to include? Even the Shomeris Yavam. So Reboshia disagrees with our Mishnah. He holds only that Arusa doesn't drink, but the Shomeris Yavam does, in fact, drink. We'll see the significance of the dispute in a little bit. Reb disagrees. Tachas, Yishayich, the Pasuk said, under your husband, Prala Shomeris Yavam. That excludes the Shomeris Yavam. She's not considered a full-fledged marriage. According to, and it's an interesting like point over here, we're really looking at the Zika, the bind to do Yibam. Is this really like she has a husband now? So the first view of Devere Boshia was saying, yeah, the Torah said ish, ish, and we're including a Shomer Siyavim for drinking. The second view of Ben Hassan Tachas Yishayich under a real husband, that we're excluding the Shomer Siyavim from drinking. I would think only to exclude the Shomer Siyavim and not in Arusa. Maybe in Arusa is more married, and maybe she should drink. So we have two psukim. Well, according to the second opinion here, Rabbi Yonasan, we have one Pasuk that excludes Shemaris Yavam and a separate Pasuk that excludes the Arusa. According to the first view, and our Mishnah followed that view, but according to the, the first view here of, of, of Arboshia, no, we only have a Pasuk to exclude, to exclude the Arusa, but Shemaris Yavam actually is included in the drinking. So now the Gemara explains that there's something deep here. It's not just, you know, Psukim that they're arguing about. Mar Alimale Arusa, that Rabbi Yonasan holds that that the the marriage that Narusa has is stronger than a Yavam and a Yavama. That's a full-fledged marriage more. It comes about through an act of betrothal, an act of Kedushin that he made. And if she commits adultery after she's in Arusa, we know that she did it. She is stoned. So you see that the marriage is really complete. It's much stronger than Shomeris Yavam. By Shomeris Yavam, 
First of all, there was no act of Kedushin. It's just a continuation of the brother's Kedushin. And second of all, Shomer's Yavam, who sleeps with somebody else, is only lashes. It's no death sentence. So clearly we see in Arusa is stronger. So Arusa is excluded. Certainly we're going to exclude Shomer's Yavam. That's, that's the Rebionis in the second view. Umar, Reboshios, no. Alumah Shomer's Yavam. Shomer's Yavam has a stronger bind. Why? She doesn't miss. She's not lacking the process of going to Chopah. What does that mean? Let's understand. Normally you make Eresin. You give a ring, you're married to the woman. But until you, until you come to the chuppah together with her, then you, she's not fit to have deal with. That's the halacha. The chuppah is the prelude. It's what permits her to become a nisua. So regular Arusa is missing that. She's lacking that. She's lacking something which will take the relationship further. Masha'inki and the Yivama, the Shemar Siyavim, was waiting for Yibam. There's no chuppah that's necessary. Stam, all that's required is a bia. They're ready to go for the bia right now. So therefore, we actually view that their bind, that their marriage is considered a stronger marriage. And she is not, therefore, in the view of Rabosia, is not, she is not excluded from drinking the water as a sot. Very interesting. What's a stronger marriage? Shemar Siyavim or in Arusa. The Mar asked Rabbionus on Hayish and Ishmaelai, what does Rabbionus do with Ish Ish? Rabboshia doesn't need the Pasuk to say that the Ivam is drinking the water. So what does he do with the extra word Ish? Says the Marmi Vaili, he requires for the price of the Rabbish, Ashes Khirish, that the wife of a deaf mute, Vaish Shot, and the wife of a deranged person, Vaish's Shamim or insane man, all these people, um, again, the court warns them. And, and we say that 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 they become usher even in that case. That's what the pasuk is telling you. Raboshia tachasi shamayvalei raboshia who held um, that we include we include the shemaris yavam. We ask with that rusa. So what does he do with the pasuk tachas isha? She needs it. Uh, for what the bride says to compare the man to a woman and to a woman to the man. There are certain halachos of sota that apply. To a man, the Gemara is going to say, "What does that mean? What, is that? what are we talking about? It's all about the woman." So the Gemara and Chavzayin will bring us back to this and will give us an explanation. Okay, now we're going to. This is going to kind of be a tangent. Until now, again, we have a machlokas of Shemarasi oven drinks. But one thing that was clear is that an Arusa does not drink. Arusa does not drink, and the reason we know is because the Torah says, "Under your husband, under your husband," and it's not considered a full fledged offer. It sounds like the only reason Arusa doesn't drink is because of that pasuk. If not for the fact that the Torah wrote those words under your husband, I would have thought Arusa would drink. In other words, Arusa does not drink, but only because the pasuk said. Without the pasuk, I would think that Arusa should drink. Why would I ever think that Arusa should drink? came from the south. He came with the bride. So what does the bride say? It says, by, the, by the, the oath given to the Sota, that no one else slept with you, except for your husband. What is the Torah saying that no one else slept with you except your husband? That the Sota process of drinking only applies in a scenario where the husband first had relations with her before the whole suspicion arose. But this process of Sota does not apply to a case where the suspicion arose that she was an adulteress before she'd ever had relations with her husband. So if she's an Arusa, what does an Arusa mean? An Arusa means a woman who's yet to consummate her marriage. She's never had relations with her husband. So why do I need a Pasuk that she doesn't become a Sota? Because it says, Tachas Isha, Stama, she shouldn't become a Sota. Why? Because it's lacking in this Pasuk of Mibaladei Sheikh that it's only Sota process only applies to a woman where the suspicions come about after she's already consummated her marriage with her husband. So what we're asking is, how is it ever possible to think that an Arusa would drink the water? An Arusa has never had relations. If she's never had relations, of course she's not going to drink the water. The whole din of Sota is 
only when there was relations with the husband, and then the suspicion arose. So why the kids are? What's bothering the gemara? What's bothering the gemara is why do I need the pasuk? That it's only Tachas Isha to say that an Arusa doesn't drink. I know that an Arusa anyways wouldn't drink because I don't have Kadvash Chivas Baal Labala. Oh, very good. So the Gemara is going to say this in about two minutes. Okay, we're going to get there. So the Gemara says, What's the big deal? Why, can't, why, why don't you think that you could have an Arusa who also had Bia with her husband? What's the big deal? Maybe they, they shouldn't have done it. It's not the right thing to do. But they, instead of waiting to the chuppah, they, had a, they, they, were, they were alone together while they were still in our Ars and Arisa. She was still living in her father's house. And they, they had Bia. And they, their Bia wasn't to consummate the marriage. She's not becoming a Nesua. It's not they had Bia. Not L'shem Nesuin v'chule v'chule. It was for promiscuous points. It doesn't affect Nesuin here. So she's still Ars for Arisa, but they've had Bia. So now I would say she would drink the water. And it is called Moshkiva's Balabos. For that I need the puzzle. No, it's only when she's in Nesua. Now that works because in order to affect Nisuin, you need das, you need intent. So if the couple, while well, it was Aras and Arusa, Stam were having promiscuous intent, so then she's not going to become Nisua, but yet they've had Bia. But for Ekti Kamara, let's now work this through. How does this apply to Shomeris Yavam? Shomeris Yavam either also was excluded or was included. But either way, no one brought up the issue by Shomeris Yavam, where's the Kadmashkivas Balaba? Right? No one brought up by Shomeris Yavam, how did, the, how did the husband have relations with her first? No one brought that up. So what, you could ask the same question over there. How, why do I need the Pasuk to exclude her? Or how could she be included? Where did the Yavim have Bia with her before the suspicion? So Elamai, what are you going to say? You're going to try to tell me the same thing. In the parallel case of You're going to tell me the case he had Bia with her promiscuously while she was still living in her father-in-law's house before the Yibun happened. But the problem is, is she really a Shomeris Yavim at that point? If he has Bia with her, any Bia with any intent, she becomes a full-fledged wife. Rav tells us in Masechus Yavamas that when a Yavam and Yavama has Bia, even if they have no intent, Rav says the level of, of the Bia is that it makes a full-fledged marriage, just to understand a little bit better. Yivam does not require intent. Yivam doesn't require Das. They're really already fully married. They just need the Bia. That's the concept. Yavama, Yavala, we expound the Masechus Yavamas even without Das. But is it an inferior marriage? Is it weak marriage? Or is it a full-fledged marriage? Rob's opinion is it's a full-fledged marriage. So if the Biyavim and Yavama have a promiscuous Biyah, not L'shem to be married, it doesn't matter. They are fully married. So the problem is that the case of Shemar Yavim, we're going to go into paradox here. Because if we need to make that the husband had Biyah first, so we're going to say they cohabited promiscuously, then she's not a Shemar Yavim. Then when the suspicion then comes, she's a regular wife. So that's not a case of a Shemar Yavim that would drink or not drink. She's not a Shemar Yavim. Once they've had Biyah, even if it's promiscuous and not L'shem Nesuin, it's a full-fledged marriage. So therefore, it's not a Shomeris Yavam. Elamai, they didn't have Bia, but then you have the problem. It's not called Mashkivas Baalobah. So what's going to be the case? By Aris and Arusa, you could say the case was they cohabited promiscuously without Nisuin while she was still Aris Arusa, and then the suspicion came. But, and there, there that was, that, that's what the case where we needed to exclude them. But in the case of Shomeris Yavam, you'll never have a case where she is a Shomeris Yavam, and yet they had Bia. How do I have both together? So the Gemara says, you're right. We're going like Shmuel. We have to say that the whole thing here about, about the Shomeris Yavam being excluded is all within the opinion of Shmuel. Shmuel says that yes, Bia fulfills the mitzvah of Yibam even when it doesn't have intent. But it's only a weak marriage. She's still a Shomeris Yavam. She's still missing full aspects of, legitimate, of a legitimate wife. For example, if it's a wife of a, if it's a, the Yavam is a Kohen, she wouldn't eat Shrimah. She's not a full-fledged wife. So it's, kill, it's still called a... It's still called a Shomeris Yavam. 
but you could technically still have that the other had beer with her, and that could be the case that we're talking about, and it's reasonable that she could be excluded. She's excluded because she's not a full-fledged uh, wife at this point, um, even though he has had Bia with her. So we're saying in Echanam, it only works like Shmuel. So let's say, We had a dispute if a Shmuel drinks. So what would now the rational thing to be to say? Raboshia held that she does drink. What's the Pshat? The whole case that we're talking about, as we clarified, is that they had Bia promiscuously. Rav, Rav holds that when the Bia happens promiscuously, she becomes a full-fledged wife. Therefore, Rav's going to assume of the full-fledged wife, like Raboshia, that she therefore should drink. That's a full-fledged wife. Mashenkin Shmuel, who holds that the promiscuous Bia did not make her a full-fledged wife, Damak Rabbionasan, will say like Rabbionasan, that she doesn't drink the water. So meaning we know we have a dispute on our hands, Rav and Shmuel, if a Yavam and a Yavama have a promiscuous Bia not ashamed to make them into a husband and wife, whether or not they become a full-fledged husband and wife or only a partial husband and wife. According to Rafa, a full-fledged husband and wife, according to Shmuel, only partial. Now, we also know we have a dispute if a Shemaris Yafam should drink. And we know the dispute is, as we clarified, that the case is that she had be a promiscuously with the Yafam. So let's say that the dispute whether she drinks is really a machlov, is Rafa and Shmuel. If you hold that she becomes a full-fledged wife, then it's reasonable that she should drink like Rabbi Oshif. If she does not become a full-fledged wife, it's reasonable that she should not drink like Rabbi Onosim. So the Gemara says, no, I will that she's a full-fledged wife, could go with the opinion of Rabbi Yonason that she doesn't drink. So the Pasuk excluded her. Just the opposite. I wouldn't need a Pasuk if she wasn't a full-fledged wife. That's exactly what's going on, is that the Pasuk is indicating that she did become a full-fledged wife, and that's why it was necessary to, to exclude. So basically what Rav is saying is that he could work even, even with Rabbi Yonason, and 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 how gufa from the fact that the Torah excluded her, you see that she's a full fledged wife. And the Ma'aseh, the Torah is excluding her. It's Xerah Sakasov that she's being excluded, despite the fact that she did really become a full fledged wife when there was a promiscuous bia. But still, we're saying that 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 uh, Shemaris Yavam is excluded from the drinking. And Rav's like, it's not against me. Adarava, you see, you needed a pasuk. You see, she was a full fledged wife, and yet the Torah is still excluded. Top of Alpha Shmuel Amram Gamera I could say even like Rabbosia. Who included the Yavam in the drinking? Since the Pasik included her, you see she's not a full fledged wife. Meaning, the Pasik had to include her. Why did the Pasik have to include her? If she was a full fledged wife, why would I need to include her? So I see that the Torah is saying, even though, despite the fact that she's not a full fledged wife, still she's included, it's a Chiddush Sakasim. So Shmuel says she's not a full fledged wife. The Torah still said the somewhat being of a wife was enough to, to include her for the drinking. So in summary, we have a Machlokas Rav and Shmuel, if there's a Bia between a Yavam and Yavama, it's promiscuous. If she becomes a full-fledged wife or not. Is Machlokas Rabonis, Ramyonason, and Raboshia, if she'll marry Yavim drinks, in a case, as we clarified, with Kalmashkivis Balabo, that she'd had a Bia between, between the Yavim and the Yavama already occurred. But there's a Machlokas, whether or not they drink, and the two uh, Machlokas are not interdependent.